Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Welcome, continuing in the laws of Mila, circumcision. Perek Sheni, chapter 2, Halacha Aleph, paragraph 1. Hakil Kshedin Lomu. Anyone may do the circumcision. The bris itself can be performed by anyone. Vafilu Orel, even someone who is not circumcised may perform the bris. And the commentaries explain that when we say somebody who's not circumcised, it is provided that according to halacha, he was not permitted to be circumcised because he had brothers who passed on from the procedure. But if somebody wantonly and intentionally refuses to be circumcised, it doesn't make sense for him to do a bris. The Eved, or a slave, we talked about slaves yesterday and the fact that when a non-Jewish person became a slave to a Jew, he became a Jew and had to undergo circumcision. So although it may not be the best moil, but he can technically perform the circumcision. The Isha, even a woman who herself, of course, is not circumcised, but if she does it, it's okay. The Kotan, even a child who is circumcised, Molin, all of these all of the above list, can do the bris when? When there is no other person who will do it, there is no man who is capable of doing the bris, then anyone from the above list could fill in if need be. Avol, however, Akum, a non-Jew, should not be the one to circumcise because he doesn't, in general, have the mitzvah of circumcision. V'imol, what if he did? You don't have to circumcise again. In general, you can't circumcise again. It's a one-time deal. And, of course, the commentaries say that it is appropriate to do hatofas dam bris mila to allow a little tiny drop of blood to come forth as the mitzvah. And in general, this is a question that comes up very often. Somebody was circumcised in a hospital when he was born. Uh, Does he still need a bris? The answer is he needs a little drop of blood to be taken, and that becomes the mitzvah part of the bris. The circumcision already took place. Now, what kind of... What kind of tool do we need to bring about the circumcision? Ovakel molin, anything works, whatever sharp. Vafilu betzer, even a flintstone. Ubeschuchias, a sharp piece of glass. Ubechol dober shakeris, anything that is sharp and cuts. However, he says one should not use the sharpened side of a reed because of the danger involved of a splinter entering the bris area. It is already accepted that it is the best manner of performance of the mitzvah to use a metal or a steel or iron utensil, what we call a knife. Bein bisakin, whether it's a knife, bein bimisparayim, or it's a scissors, benogu kol Yisrael bisakin. Common custom is to use a knife. In fact, a moel has a special 
knife that he uses. Next time you're at a bris, you can ask the moel to show you his moel knife. But of course, the halacha says, what if you don't have a moel knife? Circumcision was performed in the most dire circumstances where there was nothing, and you did whatever you had to do to bring about circumcision. Bays to Kate Sadmoalim. What's the procedure? How does the Brismila work? The foreskin which covers the crown of the male membrane is cut off until the entire crown is revealed. And this is known as Mila, the process of circumcision. But there's another step. After that, there's a soft membrane that's beneath the skin that has to be split. That soft membrane under the skin and what is used is the nail, the fingernail of the moel, Kabbalists bring down that perhaps that's the reason that God gave us nails to be able to perform this mitzvah. And it's rolled over to each side. Until the flesh of the crown is visually revealed. This is called priya. So there's mila, which is removing the foreskin with a knife. Priya rolling down that soft membrane. I'm sorry. Afterwards... One actually sucks the place of circumcision, and that is for blood removal. We want to draw blood even a little bit more distant so that any blood that is not 100% in good shape because of the procedure should come forth. Not to endanger the baby, and this is called mitzitza. The any moel who refuses to do mitzitza, he should be removed from his position. And after he sucks forth the blood, he then puts a bandage on or a compress in order to help it heal. Now, just to look at. The notes, a couple of notes here, which are important. The priya should be carried out after the circumcision. Today there are some moalim who insert the utensil, lift up the membrane before the circumcision, and cut off the foreskin and the membrane together. And many contemporary authorities criticize this approach. It's certainly not the best way to go. And then there is a note here that traditionally the Moel sucks out the blood with his mouth. Nevertheless, in previous generations, rabbis granted license to use a pipette, a little pipe, because of the possibility that germs in the Moel's mouth might infect the child. And today there are many authorities who suggest the use of this pipette because of the danger that the Moel could contract AIDS, or or vice versa. So in today's day and age, it's... uh, not so simple, and very many moalim will use a tool rather than suck the blood with their mouths because of these issues. This is just some background as it relates to contemporary times. 
Gimel 3, sometimes we find that a strand of flesh is left over if you have an inexperienced moil. You know, you never use a volunteer moil. Never use a guy who's trying to, who's learning to, you know, trying to learn. Not a good idea. Yesh, tzitzin, makvenes, hamila. There are certain strands of flesh which cause the circumcision to be not kosher. Yesh, tzitzin, shei, makvenes, hamila. Sometimes strands of flesh are left, but it's still kosher. Ketzad, how does this work? Imnisham, er, er, me'er, ha'orla. Er, ha'chaifer, reiv, goba, shalat, If there is foreskin left that covers the majority of the organ, then this child, this person, is still considered uncircumcised. And this would be flesh which disqualifies this procedure. If there's flesh that covers more of the foreskin, that covers the vast majority of the organ, this is a problem. But if there's only, as we say, Paquito, there's only abyssal a little bit, it does not cover the majority of the crown of the organ. This is called a tzitz, this is called a strand of flesh, but it doesn't disqualify the whole procedure. Now, can you go back and correct it? Not when the guy is in his 20s. <laughs> he might sue you. Hamol is the Moel Kosmanshaisigbamila as long as he's still involved in the act of circumcision. Khazar he can go back, If he left a strand of flesh that disqualifies, that doesn't disqualify, he's still there, he's still working. But Pedash, if he removes himself, then obviously if there is enough flesh left in the foreskin, which disqualifies, he has to go back. But but these little strands that do not disqualify the bris, he should not go back. Famous halacha. If the child is, if the person is circumcised, but the soft membrane is not folded back, that's as if there was no bris at all. Now, there are all types of natural problems which can develop because not all Children are born alike, and different bodies contain different shapes and so on. So he says, caught in a child, if his flesh is very soft and hangs very loosely, or sometimes a person or child is very fat, and it appears that he's not circumcised. Is that a problem? Should we perhaps circumcise him again? So he says, He has to be examined at the point when he has an erection. Then you determine whether he's circumcised. Then If it's normal then, and the crown is visible, then you need nothing. Nevertheless, it should be appropriately corrected on the sides because of the appearance it creates. This person walks around appearing uncircumcised. But if at the time when his organ is erect, he doesn't appear to be circumcised at all, this is someone who's considered not circumcised. We go back, and the flesh is trimmed off, it's cut off, until it does appear 
The whole crown is visible at the time when it is erect. This is a rabbinic ordinance. But by biblical law, even though he appears uncircumcised, being that he was circumcised, and it's he does not have to correct it and do it again. Now come some interesting laws. What about Shabbos? We learned earlier that a bris takes place any time. Shabbos, holidays, even Yom Kippur. Even Cinco de Mayo. Eisen called Tzorche Milo B'Shabbos. One can do anything necessary for the bris, for the circumcision, on Shabbos, even though clearly it violates laws of Shabbos. But the mitzvah of bris supersedes that, as we learned. Such as Molin, we do the Milo, we cut off the foreskin, or pain, and you can tear and fold over the soft membrane, or mates, and you can suck the blood out. And you can go back for the strands of flesh, which disqualify the breeze. Even though we finished the procedure, and go back for the other non-disqualifying pieces of flesh that were left, as mentioned earlier, as long as you didn't totally remove himself from the procedure. That also could be a Shabbos violation. And you can put the bandage on. No problem. Anything that has to be done can be done. But in that case, can you go buy the bagels and locks on Shabbos? The stuff that you do to prepare the circumcision. This does not override Shabbos. You got to prepare on Friday. Ketzad, what are we talking about? What if they're looking around, the bris has to happen, and there's no knife? So they say, I'm going to go forge a knife right now. I'll go to my tool shop, to my workshop, I'll make a knife. No! You don't create a knife on Shabbos. Nor do you carry a knife on Shabbos in a place where there's no Erev. Even a semi-private place that doesn't have an Erev, there are various laws of Erev, and so on. You don't carry from courtyard to courtyard unless you set that Erev in place. And the rabbinic law of Erev is not overridden because you should have brought the knife before Shabbos. The Torah doesn't allow for this wanton disregard. Zayin v'cheinin, similarly speaking, you're not allowed to grind spices to be used medically. You don't boil water on Shabbos. All these things you do before Shabbos. You don't prepare the bandage, create a compress. You don't mix the wine and oil together, whatever compounds they would use. Today we use A and D ointment. What if he did not prepare chamomile or whatever spices, whatever mixtures they used? He didn't prepare it on Erev Shabbos. Then an approach is... Because that's a major violation of the Shabbos law. Loyas Bashina, he can chew it with his teeth, and then it can be prepared. But if he didn't mix the wine and the oil, he can apply this and this separately. Bottom line is, whatever you can do out of Shabbos, does not supersede Shabbos. 
Abol im shochach v'leivia machshirim what if he doesn't have the knife? What if he doesn't have the medicine? Then you postpone the bris for the ninth day. You don't wantonly violate Shabbos when you could have and should have done it yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. Ches. Molo es hakotten And here is a very beautiful law, which is very important for us to know. All of this is before you start the bris. However, if they already did the bris, they circumcised this child on Shabbos. You had hot water for sterilization, or for cleaning, or for whatever. It got spilled out. You had these, this compound, herbs, the medicine, and then it just got spilled or scattered. And the child has been circumcised, and perhaps there's a danger. At this point in time, you do everything on Shabbos. There's nothing you cannot do. Because this child is now potentially in danger. What does danger mean? Who knows? Whenever there's a doubt of danger of life and death, you go and you jump and you do. Where it's the custom to wash this child. You wash him on Shabbos, on the day of the bris, whether before the bris, whatever the medical culture calls for. Or the third day of the bris, whether it's the entire body or the circumcision area, whether the hot water was prepared before Shabbos, whether the hot water was prepared on Shabbos. There could be a danger. You have to sterilize, you have to wash, you have to clean. Or whatever, again, the medical culture calls for at the time. Because it's dangerous. I remember, I'll never forget a childhood experience that I had. I was in my father's synagogue. My father is a rabbi, uh, was a rabbi, passed away in, in New Jersey. And, and suddenly, uh, it was a, a Shabbos, and, and this older man just keeled over and fell down on the floor. My father ran over to the phone, uncovered the phone, which was covered, and he dialed, that was before they knew the number, to 911. So he dialed operator and he asked for uh, ambulance, whatever, and he called an ambulance and the ambulance came and they found out the guy fainted. He was fine. So later as we were walking home, I said to my father, I don't understand. You're the rabbi. You're like, you know, a spiritual leader. Couldn't you have another guy call? There's a lot of simple people in the show. Why don't you have them call? He says, when it comes to possible danger of life, the greatest person should act. The, the, anybody who can should act ASAP. It's a mitzvah to violate the Shabbos to save a life. We don't become religious at that moment to try not to violate. It's a mitzvah to violate, even though it's only a doubt. Because when it comes to a doubt of a life-saving measure... That supersedes Shabbos. And here we see that clearly expressed in this law of circumcision. Yes, if you intentionally messed up, you postpone the circumcision. If the child has already been circumcised, you do what you have to do. Now, nine, shochu, what if they forgot? And they did not bring the knife before Shabbos. It's possible to say to a non-Jew, 
bring the knife on Shabbos, provided that, and as we get into the laws of Shabbos, we will learn about the fact that there are arbo, rishuyas, there are various uh, parameters, territories, so to speak, places on Shabbos. There is a private domain, four domains on Shabbos. There is a public domain, and the meaning, the real meaning of a public domain is a place where 600,000 people or more pass on a day. Most streets that we know of are not public domains. They are rabbinically public domains. So that's something that falls into the other more minor categories. But but if it's really through a serious public domain, that could be a problem. And the details of this law are elsewhere. The bottom line. Anything where doing this act on Shabbos would be forbidden. Because of a shvus. What is a shvus? A shvus is the Torah has told us you shall rest. This means that we're obligated to rest from the performance of certain activities, even though they're not included amongst the forbidden labors. It's a rabbinic ordinance, shvus. So anything that overrides a shvus, in this case, it's permissible to tell the non-Jew to do it, in order to perform the mitzvah in a timely way. But something that is a major violation of Shabbos, also biblical, also it's forbidden to tell the non-Jew to do it on Shabbos. And again, as we've, as I pointed out so many times, in the Rambam we learn an overview, the halacha evolves and develops in Shulchan Aruch and so on and so forth. Ten, Yud, Machshire Milo, the preparation or the accessories of Milo, of circumcision. Even when it's on the eighth day, do not supersede not only Shabbos, but Yom Tov as well, major festivals. Because they could have been performed before Yom Tov. And we learned this from a logical implication called the Kal if they didn't supersede the preparations of circumcision, which are a shvus, which is rabbinic, as mentioned earlier, how will they override a negative commandment, which is biblical, having to do with Yom Tov? But there are certain leniencies on Yom Tov. Where you can grind herbs on Yom Tov. Because on Yom Tov you can do anything cooking related. You can use the, you can use the, the chamomile to make tea. You can use these herbs for cooking. You can mix the wine and oil together and do whatever you have to because you can use that to drink and so on and so forth. So these are the leniencies that have to do with Yom Tov, anything having to do with cooking, I would imagine, with, with, with food preparation, I would imagine with cooking and so on, are all permitted on Yom Tov to prepare for the bris. End of chapter 2.